Hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You and I'll meet you at the finish line. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day because I know I am. Because today is a day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And um, I hope you guys can tune in later tonight or today or maybe tomorrow as we're going to have a special guest, Michael Gardner from Savage Unfiltered. To attend a special uh, special podcast called Surviving Hurricane Ian. So hope you guys tune in. And with this in mind, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can come here in reverence of you, O Lord. That we are your, your, we are your children, Lord. We sometimes think that you do not love us, but we do. That you love us no matter what. And Lord... You are a mighty Father. You are a, um, a reverence Father, Lord. Help us to remember that each and every day, Lord. Help us to remember that you have your grace is sufficient for us, Lord, and not to lose hope on that. Not to lose hope that no matter what happens, you still love us. Not to lose hope no matter what trials or tribulations we go through. We go through it through mercy and your love, for you are merciful, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So today, yesterday we talked about eternal life and how that is a gift from God and that we are sufficient and that we cannot wait until we pass that finish line. But today, I think it's also uh, acceptable to talk about grace and how God gives us grace even when we do not deserve it. So if you have your Bibles open, we are going to be in Romans 5, uh, chapter 12 through uh, 21. And I, I want to take give you guys a heads up. This is going to be a lot of scripture reading, as you can see, so bear with me. And this is awesome when we read and read scripture and just take time. And it states, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even more those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Who is a type of him who has to come or who was to come? But the free gift is not like the offense, for it is by one's man offense many died. Much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offense resulted in justification. For it is by the one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all uh, men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through the man's righteous, the act of free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, 
many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And last but not least, we have Revelations 7, 9 through 12. And it states, These things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, people, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, and the elders of the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might, be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And amen. So with all the scripture reading, there is this particular verse that kind of stands out more than other, quite a sufficient amount of reading we already did. And that's Romans 5.15. The grace of God um, and the free gift by the grace for that one man, Jesus Christ, have abundant for many. So what does that mean exactly? So the supply is usually limited when a company offers free tickets or other gifts. For instance, if you look, if you attend a Brewers game or if you attend a football game and they're like, for the first 5,000 people, you get free bobble, you get free bobbleheads. There's a limit to that. There's a limit. So you got to be in line or for instance, on Black Friday, that's coming around the corner or was almost here. And you look at your life and you're like, okay, I got to get to that. I got to get to the store as soon as possible so I can get that deal and I can get that. So for instance, we look at the uh, um, Black Friday and the first 100 customers may receive the gift, but the rest go out empty. Isn't that disappointing? Imagine when you feel, um, I've gone to that where I've gone to the stadium like really early and somehow the 5,000 people were ahead of me already and I felt so empty. But that was selfish mind per se. Or many people with a gold membership receive particular advantages. But the others have to do without them. It's always just a limited group of people that profits from the offer since nobody can afford to give the whole world something valuable for free. But God can. Jesus had to pay a very high price to save humanity. And this price was sufficient to offer every single human his saving grace. God offers, God's offer of forgiveness is never sold out. His gift of eternal life is never out of stock. It is sufficient for everyone who believes in him. If people do not profit from this offer, it's their fault, not God's, 
since his invitation is for everybody, no matter what. It doesn't matter if you are living in sin. It doesn't matter if you do not know who Christ is. All I can, I'm going to push on stating that God's grace is there for you. It's available. All we have to do is call upon him. So let's, let's dive into the word of grace. What does that exactly mean? So the, the term, the meaning, okay. Um, I would like to apologize. So the meaning of grace, let's look at what the meaning says. Okay, simple, uh, uh, courteous of goodwill, courteous, or do honor or credit to someone or something by one's presence. And it's to add distinction and bestow honor on. So we look at it and it is saying that we are thankful. And then we also look at stating that no matter what happens, you know, that grace is always there for you. And sometimes we don't deserve it. You know, and there's a, a fine distinction between mercy and grace. But all I can tell you is that his invitation is for everybody. It doesn't matter what line, party line you align with. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. His grace is always there for you. All we have to do is accept it and change our life upon accepting it. So the book of Revelation shows us a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. Revelation 7, 9. These people have received the free gift of God's salvation and now are enjoying his presence forever and ever. We look at this, we look at this in our life. There, we deserve death. I hate to say it. We all do. We deserve to be damned in hell, actually. We deserve, we have to pay for something. And that something has to be, when, that something has to be some kind of a sacrifice. So when we die, we pay for our atonement. But the question I leave to you is, are you going to accept God's grace and God's mercy upon you while you are still breathing on earth? That's the question I'm going to leave up to you. I'm not going to force that upon you. But all I can tell you is when we accept grace of God's grace and his love and his mercy, our life permanently changes. That means we do not have to fear death. We do not have to fear of what's going to happen next. You know, and it's interesting. We look at it and we sometimes think, man, how do people get so positive? How are they so excited about the things that are going on in this world? How can they be so uplifting when they're going through uh, certain trials and tribulations? It's because of God's grace. And it's because God's grace allows us to be merciful, allows us to be patient with others. And I falter in patience, by the way. That's one thing I'm going to not lie to you guys. I falter in patience. And I definitely can tell you, I also falter in waking up every morning and I'm a sinner. And even when I ask God for repentance, it's so hard for me to change my course and my direction. Sometimes, no matter what kind of a person we are, or the trials or tribulations we go through, we sometimes struggle with the same sin. And we have to ask God's grace each and every day to work on it, to have him go alongside with us, to conquer those small battles. You know, for instance, Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew Zero. You give me those two things and I'm a happy man. And it's interesting because 
I also have water. I like to drink water here and there. But there's a fine distinction. And it's interesting because I, I can go and dwell and drink in Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper. I can alternate. But is that healthy for me? And is that going to be sufficient for me? So we can say that God's grace is like water. You know, it's his grace upon him. It's saying that, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you this water because water is healthy for you. And remember that, you know, while you might be drinking all this bad stuff, you're going to pay a price for it. It's like that consequence. So I hope you guys, recapping, God's grace is beyond sufficient for us. And hope you guys wouldn't mind. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can be here in reverence of you, O Lord. We thank you that no matter what happens in our life, we can just come here remembering that you sent your son to die on the cross and that you are a gracious father because we didn't deserve that, Lord. We deserve to face your full wrath. We deserve to be damned in hell forever. We deserve to be burning alive. But because of your grace and your mercy, we can call upon you during times of trouble and we can call upon you to change our life because you love us, Lord. May you guide us and protect us, Lord, as long as you may. And Lord, can will you guide and protect the first responders that are responding to Florida, to the uh, victims and families of the Hurricane Ion, as it left a devastating path, Lord. We pray for the fatalities that happen due to the hurricane, Lord. We pray for the families and we pray for the children that have gone up with you, Lord. Lord, may you continue to give us the strength and the energy to continue the path that you have set before us so that when we cross that finish line, O Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, Amen and Amen. Well, hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. And do not forget to tune in for a special uh, episode of Surviving Hurricane Ian with uh, special guest Michael Gardner. Have a blessed day and happy Friday, everyone. Bye.